0: I'm Joe Feeks, Editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Nicole Lima Barbieri. She is a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Georgia, and I understand soon to be Assistant Professor. Yes, Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you very much, and thank you for inviting me.
0: <laughs> My pleasure. Um, I want to talk with you about E. coli, that's been the subject of your research, but it's been the subject um, of a lot of poultry companies as well because we're seeing a lot more E. coli, it seems, since we started cutting back on antibiotics?
1: Yes, yes, since uh, people started using antibiotics as a prophylactic method, now E. coli is, is emerging again. And uh, we need to like, uh, research better how to treat them without the antimicrobial use.
0: So, specifically, you were looking at the avian pathogenic E. coli. Yes. How is that different?
1: Uh, e. Coli, it's a common member of the uh, chicken gut and humans too. And avian pathogenic e-, e. Coli gain some genes and like that we call virulence factors that make the bacteria able to cause disease. So there is some of bu- these bacteria in the field that they transfer to one bacteria to the other, these virulence genes, and then make more bacterias able to cause disease.
0: And this is the same E. coli that can cause illness in humans, is that right?
1: Yes, uh, there is some work that correlating these E. coli to the same ones that cause uh, neonatal meningitis in uh, babies or uh, human uh, UTIs, urinary tract infections in humans too.
0: So it, it's interesting because we're now reducing antibiotics yes because that's what consumers want. Now we're seeing this bloom of E. coli in, in poultry.
1: Yeah, because I think the use of antibiotics made, made these E. coli be hidden. So they they still there, but in the low prevalence, but now that we cannot use the antimicrobials, they are coming back. Like, And I think we will need to find like new methods to control it, like new uh, methods that don't use antibiotics to make this happen. And this is something that we are studying in our lab.
0: And I want to talk about your study in a moment, but how do poultry get E. coli in the first place? I understand that if there's no antibiotic, it opens up the door, but where does it come from? How do they get it?
1: E E. coli, it's in the environmental and it's spread. Uh, all around it's good to have a e. colide because it's necessary to have a e. colide to do digestion human digestion, chicken digestion so we need to have E colide. but the problem is that some of these bacteria gain uh, plasmids that is extra DNA and then with these extra DNA they they cause the disease so uh, and there is no method known up until now that we can just kill these, pathogenic ones. When we kill the, the E. coli, we kill all of them. And this is hard or we select for the ones that are resistant. And when we select the resistance that we maybe are doing more harm to make the, get extra bacteria that um, cause the disease. That is still not very clear.
0: And, and I know from talking to people like Mark Jackwood at the University of Georgia, if if a flock is infected with infectious bronchitis, Mm -hmm. that can open up the door for E. coli as well. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. If the chicken got a little bit um, uh, more like his immunity got lower, E. coli is one of the first things to come up and then cause colibacillosis.
0: And how does it normally present itself in a broiler house? How would producers know that it's E. coli? Uh,
1: usually, there is kind of like kind of like two ways. One is st- systemic that comes through the nose and then infects all the internal organs like heart, livers, spleen, all over around, uh, and then it starts as a respiratory infre- infection. And the other one is is the skin. So if the chicken got any bruise. Uh, in the like um, in the skin, it starts to develop the cellulitis. So uh, one of the ways to identify it in the house is that the chickens are gonna become more quiet and then stop eating and then suddenly going to die. Uh, but there is no like really easy way to discover that these symptoms like in the big field, except if when they start dying because some of the, these lesions you just find in during the slaughter time, and that's kind of like a, a big problem.
0: So now you did a study with avian pathogenic E. coli, often goes by the acronym APEC. APEC yeah. Tell me about your study, what were you trying to Find.
1: In this study, we were looking for two rear systems, one the conventional way and the other the antibiotic-free way, and we wanted to compare the APEC prevalence uh, in, during the, this study, during the production time, and in the, hou- in the house, like in the litter, or in the feces, or in the food, in the water.
0: And before we get into the additional details, uh, when I, I know when you say that there are no antibiotics ever, they're not getting antibiotics, but how are you defining conventional? Did they receive antibiotics?
1: Yes, there is still some, uh, some um, that are antibiotic-like that that it's uh, in the feed that is still approved. Like an
0: ionophore or a bacitracin, something yes. like that.
1: We did this comparison, like one group there is just the conventional way and the other is the new completely antibiotic free way and we were trying to see if we find APEC like because we call APEC like because the only way to say that it's avian pathogenic E. coli is to put in a chicken and this chicken die with the colibacillosis. So this is why we called like that they have the minimal predictors for being associated with the causing disease. And what we found is that in the, um, in the non, in the antibiotic-free, the prevalence of APEC-like got higher compared to the, the conventional way, because of the, what they used during the production, they got reduced the amount of apec likes in the field. But we don't have the data yet of the mortality uh, in the both productions, so we can compare which ones are going to be.
0: But from your own observations, is it safe to say that the mortality or the, was higher or the performance was less in the E. coli-infected birds?
1: Probably, yes.
0: So, what's the solution?
1: There w- uh is some studies that they say that these e. coli stay in the house in the biofilms because they they form um, uh bacterial communities in the in the house and so there is some studies that we are doing in in our lab to to try to find a way to stop the bacteria to forming these biofilms uh it's pretty preliminary studies but we want to see if we can find any Alternatives. The other study that we saw that depends on the the um, method that you use to clean the house, the disinfectants. It maybe we will increase the amount of the the bacteria that are pathogenic because there is some uh, genes in the bacteria that cause disease that make the bacteria resistant to the disinfectant. So the bacteria is still stay in the house even after the, the cleaning process.
0: What else can producers do, particularly in antibiotic-free schemes, okay. to reduce the level of E. coli?
1: Uh, I think the problem, the, kind of like the uh, ma- management of the house, try to make like a, air comes to the house, like be clean without um, uh, rodents, without like birds coming in. so. Um, wild birds coming in so it's more like a management thing there is no other like uh, easy solution at least not right now like like specific to Coli.